Well, hello, good listener. It's Steve. And before we start the show, I don't know if you heard the news, so I'm going to give it to you now. We have a brand new Patreon page that is a complimentary to this here podcast. You can visit patreon.com slash world gone good. You can support this show. It's a kind of just a new experiment we're trying. We've never had a commercial here. We've never had a sponsor. And uh, we'd love your support from Patreon. Go visit patreon.com slash world gone good. And now here's our brand new episode. I was a broken woman. I was a woman whose you know, marriage ended. I was a woman who did not love myself. I was a woman who, who had eating disorders growing up. I was a woman who was, you know, not treated well or was abused as a child. I, I, but I played, I played the game. I played this third dimensional reality game and guess what? I was good at it. I looked good. You know, there was enough money. My kids are great. I had everything you would think you would need to be happy in this world. And I wasn't, and I was living life small and I was, I was behaving small. So guess what? If I'm woo woo, well, sorry, but guess what? I love myself today. Hi, I'm Maria Marshall and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are yet again, shining and finding the light in the darkness to prove there is still good out there, and lots of it. Welcome to World Gone Good. Okay, I need someone to press the pause button right now and go and rate our show and review it with one or two sentences. Is that someone you? Will you be that good someone, my good someone? Right where you are listening, you give us that rating, you write that quick review, then you come back here and you press play, and we will be waiting for you, ready to get our good on and going. Every time every one of you rates and reviews this here good show, you help more people find us, and for that, as always, we say thank you. Now, pause us and do it. Go, real quick, go now. Are you back? See how easy that was? How quick and easy and good it was? Seriously, thank you. Today we are diving into so many good things. I thought I'd give you a quick list of a few of them to get us going. Here we go. Ready? Empowerment, community, radical self love, not regular love, radical self love. I love it. It's radical. Spirituality, and even some healing. Let's start here with this question. Do you feel broken open? Have you ever felt broken open? Has the last few years of upheaval in this crazy world we know and live in added to that feeling of being broken open? My guest today definitely did, and to some degree still does. Now, let me warn you, what we are going to talk about with her may make you feel uncomfortable. But I got to say some of the best growth I've ever had in my own short existence has come from allowing myself to get uncomfortable. (laughs) 
Maria Marshall is the driving force behind Gaia Goddess Lifestyle. She's here to get her good on. Maria Marshall, you were brought to my attention by a doctor of tranquility. And I'm not just saying that loosely. That's literally who brought you to my attention. We have so much I want to talk to, to you about. The first thing I want to talk about is this question. Do you think we are connected still as a human race? Well, we can't help but be connected because we are all from the same source, I believe, returning to the same source when we decide, you know, our gig is up, we're done learning, uh, absolutely, and, and beyond a human race. I believe there's other existence out there. So we are all still connected, although we love to play the game that we're not through judgment and through acts, other acts of separation, let's say. So, um, yeah, our egos like to preserve the fact that we're separate, but, you know, you can't help the fact that we are all one. What is that about then? Do you think that the last couple years, especially with so much upheaval through the lockdown, the pandemic, the getting back to basics, why did that throw Mm. so much of us off? Well... If you think that's all there is (laughs) coming down the pike, uh, I think there's going to be more. I think that, you know, there's a reckoning coming and that humanity will be faced with a lot of wake up calls. I think the pandemic was just one small part of that. Really, um, I believe the Pandora's box is going to be blown wide open and in the coming months, not for people to get scared, actually for people to get excited. You want things to stay the same, you're going to be a little uncomfortable. But, you know, for humanity and for the earth to continue and and heal, this has to happen. So it's good news. It's not going to be fun, but it's good news. How do you know this? Oh, boy. Well, about eight years ago, I had an awakening experience. And for the first time in my life, I I sought out some channels, some psychics. I have been studying the work of Paul Selig for eight years. He is brilliant and has 12 channel texts that need no editing. So the guy is a clear channel. They talk about it. I have other friends that have literally saved my life several times over who talk about it. And I also just feel it. I mean, I honestly made some decisions around the pandemic that I made from my own internal knowing. All of us have that, right? We all have this knowing. And when we use it, trust it, whether you want to call it intuition, psychic sense, whatever, we are not just human beings. We're beyond that. So I have certain tools, I consult in the Akashic Records, and I also talk to other people. So that's how I know it. You know, timelines are always changing, so I won't give you exact dates. And I don't look at it as like the sky is falling. I look at it as, oh, goody, we get to change and shift into a more positive world, a world gone good. Ha ha, very well done. Now- <laughs> yeah. 
Touche. <laughs> Were you always open to it? You know, it's so interesting. I was, but I didn't know it. I mean, as a, as a child, I had experienced, and you know this probably, I'm talking to a lot of conscious beings, a lot of healers, a lot of people out there with great abilities, developed abilities come in the world kind of knowing, have gone, also go through a lot. They go through a lot of trauma and pain and so on and so forth. So I came into this planet with a, a a desire like not being here, this great sense of existential loneliness, this fascination within anything alien and life after death. And I never had a parent or mentor to lead me, to guide me, to fill my spiritual cup. I was sort of rejected the Greek Orthodox faith that I was raised in because it did not make sense to me. Uh, and I think those are old teachings of the church that were changed. And I intuitively knew that the script was rewritten. Um, so I didn't know that I knew. But looking back, I did have certain aha moments and clear audience. I wasn't a child who saw spirits or guardian angels or all that kind of stuff. But I did have a great sense of maybe wisdom, inherent wisdom. And also uh, a great curiosity and dissatisfaction with life. Well, there's an openness there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I'm reading this book, Broken Open. I just actually did an IG uh, post about it. That's exactly what happened to me. I was broken wide open. And it's interesting to me because I think that what the lockdown did and what the pandemic did was challenge everybody's to a certain degree, to their ability of being open, to get back to the essentials of what matters to you and not, you know, to, to move the blocks out of the way. And that was scary for a lot of people because they had to confront that, first of all, they put blocks in their way. And second of all, they were forced to spend time. We were all forced to spend time with ourselves. Who wants that? Not me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure, I do. And it's so funny. We just had a woman call from London, our retreat coordinator, because we have a retreat coming up in Greece. And she said that during the pandemic is when she started being broken open. And she started following us, and liked the messaging, and just felt that she could trust us to go on retreat with us, that it wasn't going to be a bunch of women boozing it up, that it really was going to be about growth and expansion and, you know, going within. And that's where the healing happens. But, you know, for many people, <laughs> pandemic came and left and they're no further along. So our souls choose many ways to be broken open. Some of it is, you know, a divorce and a death of a, a loved one or just, you know, losing your career or whatever, you know, so many ways. And maybe for the pandemic, that was an eye opener, maybe the beginning for many people. I certainly hope so. And for a lot of people, it brought out a lot of inherent anger. And, and, and that always concerns me, you know, especially in people I know. Yes, yes. And you go, where did that come from? Mm. And, and to me, anger is not a solution. It's a, it's a temporary feeling mm -hmm. that needs to be released. You're right. And when people don't know what to do with it and where is it coming from, Oftentimes, they find the wrong way to express it. I was in New York during the riots, 
uh, people were going crazy and, you know, it was threatening to be here. So I agree with that. I, I think that, you know, anger is, I, is related to fear. And so everything that's not love is fear and everything that's not love. And you're in reaction. You always have to look, what is this? What is this about? Where, what's the trigger coming from? What's it attached to? How do I address it? How do I heal it? How do I learn from it? You live a Gaius. Oh God, I already screwed that up. And I love saying this because <laughs> I always go, I always, my friend, I always say this. I always go, I'm going to edit that. No, I'm not. Uh, you live a Gaia. I don't think you should. I think I you know. should keep it in. <laughs> I love it. I went to say it. You live a Gaia goddess lifestyle. Say that three times fast, everybody. Uh, Gaia goddess lifestyle. Gaia goddess lifestyle. See, I screwed it up on the third go round. (laughs) What does that mean? I'm going to say it. I'm I'm just going to call it out. I am working with the spirit of the earth here. And uh, she wants the divine feminine in balance with the masculine so that we can heal. (laughs) And that's a grand statement, right? I'm out there. I'll, I'll claim that. I'll, I'll own that. And so I do go into the records of my business. I have an altar. You know, a spiritual business has to practice spirituality, has to practice wellness. You can't just jump into your meetings and work everybody ragged, right? You've got to do meditations. When somebody's not well, we do prayers for them. Today, we had a prayer for somebody whose mother's dying, you know, we have to support each other within the business. If we're going to support the women in this world, we have to do the same thing within the business, right? So the microcosm reflects the macro. So let me ask you this question, jumping over here for a second. Um, spirituality versus religion. How? Well, I don't want to say versus. How do they go hand in hand? I am not a student of religion, literally. I mean, I don't even speak Greek and I'm Greek Orthodox. I'm half Greek. And this is why I was so pissed off most of my life at God. Because my concept of God was what my faith taught me. Then, then that God was a judgmental God. And that God, God allowed this to happen to me. And, you know, really what the world didn't want us to know is that we are creator beings. We are creating our reality. We are all powerful co-creators with the universe. How do you keep someone like that down? You have to tell them that they're not. You have to tell them that they have a higher authority, the church, to answer to. They're sinners. You know, they have a judgment day. They're going to be damned. And to damn each other and judge each other. And that keeps us out of our power and out of our truth. So I believe a lot of religions have been manipulated. The books have been rewritten. I do not believe Mary Magdalene was a whore. Mary Magdalene was a powerful healer that graduated the temples of Isis. And she was the female balance to the masculine Jesus. And I did ayahuasca. The first thing that came through was like, yeah. You're like Mary Magdalene and like Mary, you're going to have your Jesus. I mean, like that was the first thing that came through years ago. And I had no idea what that meant. Absolutely none. And I, I think a lot of women that are holding the light and are here as healers for the feminine are the chalices. We are rebirthing sort of this whole story of humanity. And this is a moment where the masculine and the feminine get to heal and get to come into balance with each other because that's the way we're always meant to be. Nobody putting the other lower than them, you know, the abuses of power. And I don't believe in the whole toxic masculinity feminist thing. I think men need healing just as much as women. 
I believe right now I have to start with the women first, though. One has to happen before the other, at least as far as my business is concerned. Well, it's interesting, too, what you just said, because Mary Magdalene all the way to today, a woman of power, a woman who speaks her mind, a woman who has an opinion is immediately, not always, but many times shut down, called a bitch, called difficult, called you know, somebody you don't want to work with, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. that's, that's a, ch- that's a chat because you're challenged. Steve, you should have uh, Lisa Carmen Wang on your show because her company is called bad bitch empire. Love it. And she's 30 something, you know, went to the Olympics or was going to the Olympics in gymnastics, you know, just Ivy league educated, went into the banking and said, bullshit. She called bullshit on the whole thing, pulled out It is now teaching women how to be entrepreneurs, how to fund women-led businesses, and how to change the world by being a bad bitch. And she's using the words to her advantage. She's reprogramming the word bitch. It's actually a positive in her book. It's like, you know, are you willing to show up in that energy to get the job done and to change this planet? Because as long as you're playing small and powerless and demure, guess what? Nothing's changing. Especially within yourself. You know, you have to change yourself first and you have to stand yeah. your ground. Now, let's talk about your business here. You are empowering others. Um, you are doing retreats. You have a newsletter. You have so many things going on. Take us through what the business is. So the business is a wellness brand. It's an empowerment platform. It's a movement. It's actually a global movement. Are we global yet? No, we just started November 2nd. But will we be one day? Absolutely. And I see it. I see like a spider web wrapping around the globe. We are filming content. So we will have our weekly wellness. It's our tools of transformation. And like I said, there are some other things coming to the surface. And when that happens, people are going to say, I'm out of here. Like I'm going within. That's the only place where truth resides is inside of myself. Every thing I put my faith in was a lie. And, you know, from people who debate politics, they put so much time and energy into vehemently discussing and arguing politics. And so much of it is built on lies. And we think, oh, the Wall Street Journal and Fox News has all the answers and even that. So I I believe that there's a big opportunity coming uh, and we'll be there when when it happens, because I want to be in response to the people that are, and the women especially, that are lost and and don't know where to go and are having all of these problems that women have and also facing the fact that we've been living in this society that really still upholds the patriarchy, uh, that women don't have equal opportunity. And, you know, it's, it's time to take our power back. Nobody took it from us. We gave it up. And it's time to take it back. So that's what Gaia Goddess wants to do. It wants to support women as they heal, as they empower, as they take their power back, and as they get their, you know, sure footing back on this planet that is going through some turmoil and is going to continue for some time. So I believe that with the course offerings, with the weekly wellness, with tapping into the collective and saying, okay, Gaia, what are these first 12 weeks of content What are the titles? Oh, it's processing grief. Oh, it's sexual chakra stuff like 
manifesting through fun and play and sensual expression. Oh, it's art. It's, it's comedy. It's this, it's that. I mean, I, I, I've played with it all except for painting. I, that's one thing I still want to tap into, but, uh, and then these retreat experiences, because obviously during the pandemic, we lost touch with one another. We need a community. We need to be community based society in general, but certainly women, we, we are stronger together and we have so many resources and we're so powerful. So we can support each other. Even we can't afford to hire a graphic artist. If you're in a woman and women in branding forum on our app, you're like, Hey, I'm really good at art. You're great at copy. What do you say? We work on each other's pitch decks. And there's a way that we can pull our resources together to, to change things up and also just to redefine women in business and how working mothers flow and how is that all going to change? So there's a lot of changes coming down the pike and nobody could sit there, you know, uh, being the, the determiner, like you can't change the world if you're not working together. So women in business, they need to have forums, but they also need to be meeting regularly and discussing and brainstorming solutions to keep women in the workforce because we need them there and we don't want them to have a to have to make a choice to stay home because their needs are not being met. So did I do a good job of explaining what my business does? That's a lot. But here's a couple of questions I have. First of all, first question, number one, <laughs> you know this, I know this. This is even, even happens with my podcast. Oh, it's I don't want to listen to uh, – it's too much. It's too many good stories. That sounds crazy, right? Do you get people too many good stories? <laughs> Honestly, I know that sounds nuts because I think we are jaded. We are inherently have become some of us jaded. So on that note, what do you say to somebody who says to you, you're too woo-woo? Uh, I'm overwhelmed. Um, that's okay. I, I would say, listen, you, you don't have to agree with everything I say. I I was not woo-woo. I was a broken woman. I was a woman whose you know marriage ended. I was a woman who did not love myself. I was a woman who who had eating disorders growing up. I was a woman who was, you know, not treated well or was abused as a child. I, I but I played I played the game. I played this third dimensional reality game. And guess what? I was good at it. I looked good. You know, there was enough money. My kids are great. I had everything you would think you would need to be happy in this world. And I wasn't. And I was living life small. And I was, I was behaving small. So guess what? If I'm woo-woo, well, sorry. But guess what? I love myself today. I'm, do, I'm taking a risk like I've never taken in my life that I could not have done 15 years ago. Because I believe in myself. But in order for me to believe in myself, I had to go woo-woo. I had to woo-hoo or whatever you want to call it. I had to believe I had a purpose in this life that was beyond looking gorgeous and being skinny and having lots of money and carrying the right handbag. That was what everybody in my social circle kind of, you know, was a measure of success. But it's not, and it's not happiness. And uh, so I had to turn away from the material and the constructs that I had sort of been raised within and this martyrdom thing that my mother expressed to me. And I had to go out there. I had to expand and be open-minded. If you're not open-minded, you really, 
limit yourself on what you can learn, be exposed to, buy into. I have an internal compass inside me. If something resonates for me, it's true. Doesn't mean it's true for everybody. I certainly have a family that thinks I'm wacko, (laughs) but they respect the hell out of what I'm doing. You have to go gently. You have to take your time and, and pace yourself because if you see everything at once or try to deal with everything, at once, I just want to be better tomorrow. You know, that's not going to work out very well. Right, right. And my get, I had a guest on here, Kathy Freston, who wrote a book called The Lean In. And she talks about that exactly. Everything in life is that it's, you, you don't have to do a full dive. You can do a slow lean in yeah. and move into it as is comfortable for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say it's very hard to turn around and walk backwards and our soul will oftentimes give us nudges and they're not always so pleasant if we're not listening, if we're not uh, heeding the call. So, you know, not every soul comes here to awaken, you know, or have that self-realization as Paul Salix says, His guys are like, you're not all going to do it here in this lifetime. Some of you will. Paul's holding the door for a lot of you. And uh, the rest of you, no, you're not going to get there because you're not choosing to. So everything is a choice, right? In the end of the day and to respect that, um, respect your path and, you know, and understand the journey and the painful experiences and everything high, low and in between is used Nothing, you know, nothing gets wasted. It, it all counts. And again, it's funny because I flash back to my 20s. My friend asked me to take a stand-up comedy course. I said, this sounds like the most terrifying thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'll do it. Because I'm always oh, up for yeah, it. I love it. I'm, let's do it. Let's be crazy. So we go to the stand-up comedy course and this guy who's teaching the course tells us there are 35 of you, whatever, 30 of you here. He said, we're going to be together for the next seven, eight Mondays. Okay, great. Nights, whatever. And he says, by the second to third to last Monday, there's only going to be about five or six of you here. Still here. And we all kind of laugh like, what are you talking about? I paid for this. He wasn't wrong. Hmm. People just stopped coming because their fear took over. Right. And their self-judgment took over. And in the end... You know, it was still, it was a terrifying thing I had to do. I had to get up and do comedy, you know. I applaud you. I I could, you know, I went to acting school. I could never be funny. That was a real challenge for me. And when I was in Emerson, they gave us like a, a limp and, a, and a, a physical thing and a stutter to like force us to be funny. And the scene went really well, but that was the only way I could get there. And then something happened before I left my marriage and I just started doing stand-up comedy And I thought, well, at first, because I'm really good at picking up people's characterization, my daughter's like, Mom, you look just like marvelous Mrs. Mizell. You sound like her. Stop acting like her. You know, do your own comedy. And I was like, oh, point well taken. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) she was exactly right. But I did. And, you know, sometimes I got up there and I thought what I was saying was funny and nobody was laughing. And then something just came out of my mouth, some tragic moment. I made it funny and everybody broke up into hysterics until I realized I was serious. And there was like silence. Uh Uh-huh. 
but wow, what a liberating, amazing experience I had when I was doing it. And I took a course after that with a friend that I think will probably be coming on to Gaia Goddess's website because I think women need comedy. We need to push the limits and play and be ridiculous too at the same time. You know, who cares if anybody thinks you're funny as long as you're having a good time up there? That's what it's about. A hundred percent. And it's, I'm a playwright myself as well. And, and, and I wrote a play oh, that was up wonderful. in back in March and, and, and the parts in the play that nobody would ever believe happened are the parts that happen and the parts that everyone goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the parts I made up because the truth, mm. the truth is the raw stuff. And it's the truth mm-hmm. that stuff that makes us uncomfortable, the stuff that puts us on the verge of, I might cry. I might laugh. I might throw up. <laughs> That's that's the real stuff. Now, speaking of a great thing as well, talk to us about Greece. Tell, oh, yeah. Tell my audience oh my what they need to know. Oof. Wow. Well, Greece is July 20th to 25th, and it is a mainland called in the Peloponnese near the village of Mistras. And it's oh it's fabulous. It has five hydro baths in the spa alone. Uh the restaurant is Named, get this, Gaia. No, perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> the two owners slash healers slash whatever channels, like fabulous, are Marina and Mary. And they're so excited that Gaia Goddess is coming to Euphoria. They are in the mountains. The mountains I hear are magical from Malinda in Athens that I just spoke to. Um, and they're doing a goddess lecture. And then of course I will be doing some healing. And then I have a dear friend, Susan, who's very powerful and trained in many modalities. And then we're bringing another friend with us, Emily Samimi, who's doing some EFT and emotional freedom technique. Uh, so we have five days, but lots of time for spa, lots of time for integration, journaling, and then these expansive experiences. What happened in Maui was beyond. I had 20 powerful, some of them, all of them healers in one way or another, whether they were like Gua Sha, Women's Beauty uh, brand or Brita Beauty, Dash Beauty. Uh, she just got married or whether it was someone who does breath work or someone who does a lot of spiritual, co- a lot of coaching. Uh, they came and it was amazing because just like I felt like it was, you know what, this whole concept of constellating or constellation, family constellation. But I just believe sometimes souls are drawn to experiences and they constellate together. And this has happened at certain retreats that I've attended. It Definitely there was evidence of this happening. Uh, we had the spirits of Lumeria the spirits of Maui coming through, uh, giving us messages. People who could see were seeing them. Practitioners that do massage on the land came in a week later and like, oh my God, you guys have transformed the land. We feel the difference in the vibration. Like, It was incredible, absolutely incredible. And all the women's experiences, everybody posted on Instagram. They all wrote a testimonial. They all, you know, want to, we are staying in touch with them. We're actually going to be, filming a lot of them. They're flying into Connecticut from California to film. Uh, Some of them are coming from locally from Connecticut area. So I believe every single one that came to that first retreat 
is it came for a reason. And if we're not working with them now, we will be, or down the road, or they've referred us to people already that are incredible. So it was uh, really amazing. Greece, I think, will be similar. Um, and, you know, it takes a while to grow a business. We just started in November to have enough people to know who you are, trust you. You know, these have not been inexpensive retreats. And then you're flying internationally in Hawaii was also very expensive to fly to. They've been expensive, but we can also do these one day experiences. And I want to auction, not auction off, but do a giveaway on Instagram for like even a virtual retreat where you win like, I don't know, $2,000 worth of healer sessions and you get to space it over a weekend. And it's a one-on-one experience. If you can't leave your job, then everybody can take a, a week off. So, um, yeah, Greece is going to be magical. Um, I'd invite you. <laughs> I'd invite you, Steve, in July. Maybe you come before <laughs> and hang out with us. <laughs> or you could just be there as a guest. <laughs> because it's not just us. There's r- other rooms. There, there'll be other people there. We took over Lumeria on Maui, but this is a large place. So we'll we'll just be like 20 out of however many rooms they have. I love it. Where do people find more information about this, your newsletter and everything else? Where do they go? Yes. Well, newsletter and our free membership, which has great content and beautiful self-love meditations that will make you cry because uh, they make me cry, even though I filmed them and recorded them. <laughs> you could go to our website, www.gayagoddesslifestyle.com. And sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our free membership. When we launch the weekly wellness content, you'll know. Um, our newsletter is great. Our blogs are, are very informative, great writing, great subjects. And then our Instagram also has snackable content and lets you know what's going on. That's Gaia Goddess Lifestyle. And uh, yeah, so that's where you find us. I mean, we have a Facebook. We did have TikTok and just kind of like, hmm. But we're on LinkedIn as well, and uh, but predominantly Instagram pretty much will tell you what's coming down the pike. And we also offer a virtual sanctuary, which is really cool for our free members once a month. And we're having a career astrologer on next. We also had Conscious Dating and Relationships, Dr. Tranquility ran one. I mean, like really great content, different ways of working with energies. And it's, it's free when you're a free member. I always want to have something... For people that, as I worked with the homeless, I told you before, I always want to have something for women that maybe don't have the abundance yet to to pay for a membership. So I feel like everybody deserves the healing and deserves to be part of this community. And we're always going to give and we'll also give money back from our business. You know, net profits will be going to the homeless shelter where I worked. So I'm really proud of that. And I'm I'm really excited that, um, you know, service is, is such an important part. Giving back is really what this, what this business is based on. The final two questions we end every show with. Don't worry, you know the answers. Can go back to anything we talked about or anything you want to say. Question number one is this. Who inspires you? Hmm. Wow. That is so hard. I know this is going to sound crazy, but there's nobody outside of me that inspires me. 
I, the part of me that is, you know, one with everything is what inspires me. I've learned to, I could never receive a compliment, but I have learned to pat myself on the back because people have forced me to literally my breath coach, Kathleen Booker is like, yay me, Maria, put your hand on your back and say, yay me. Look at what you have done, how you show up for yourself every day, despite this, despite that you get back up on your feet and you keep going and you never stop. And, and I think I'm really proud of myself and I'm almost emotional about it because I was not a woman who felt that way at all. Most of my life, like I ran from myself. I think anyone listening can relate to that. Hmm. Yeah. It was easier for me to be on stage playing another character than embodying myself. The final question is not a question. It's a statement. Finish it any way you like. Tell me something good. (laughs) Today has been a great day. And I can expect so many more to come. Thank you, Maria, for sharing your good. So who's ready to embrace their own Gaia goddess lifestyle? And who's ready to get it on in good old Greece? Next time on World Gone Good. There's on-ramps and test drives that someone can do in the space of volunteering where you find your wheelhouse that it's not the mindset that I have to go do something, but the mindset that I get to go do something. I need to remember and I need to remind people doing something is better than nothing. You can give time, you can give money, you can give energy, you can give love. You can give a smile. You can you can just give. And if everybody just gave, I mean, think of how filled up our cup would be. Here's a question. Do you volunteer? I'm talking your actual time and energy to, I don't know, a cause you're passionate about. We are going to talk the good of volunteering, or rather, as we say here, volunteering gone good. And that's the title of it. So there you go. How? Can you make a difference right in your own community just by showing up? You, yes, you, just showing up. I've invited a few friends, some old, some new, to share their own good stories and their own good perspectives. I can't wait for you to hear it on our next brand new episode. Until then, be good.